Alright. First podcast. Alright. Well, that's gonna be loud. Let's go in here. <laughs> Alright, so now you enlisted before 9-11, right? What year was it? I here, come a little bit closer. It was July 10th, 2001. July 10th, 2001. Okay. Now, <clears throat> what we are just talking about, uh, there's a huge mindset difference between all the branches. Um, you know, Marine Corps, Army, Navy, Air Force, they all enlist for different reasons. Now, Marines are uh, kind of known for being psychos and stuff, which, like, <laughs> you know, you gotta, you gotta think. You have to be a little bit of a psycho to want to join the Marine Corps, and it's not. It's not saying there's like, oh, they're all sociopaths. It's like, no, dude, it's crazy, right? Um, now, what I will say is, things have changed since then. You uh, enlisted to be an MP, right? Yeah. Now, um, when I was in boot camp, because we were just talking about, you know, there's there's the phrase every Marine rifleman. Now, I always say bullshit on that, and it's not to you know talk down on people who are not grunts it's it's to say that it's a different job all right what what you learn on the known distance range in table two or in mct is a very small part of the job and you know marines aren't awesome war fighters because they can hold the gun still while they press the target with a little bit of wind involved right there's uh tactics that's why we're awesome yeah now, and you get you get the bare minimum to function in that environment. Right. But it's worlds different than what the other branches get. Yeah, yeah. Um, and now, one thing else, I went to boot camp with a dude. Um, I think he was supply. He said if he ever got called to be a rifleman, put in a provisional platoon, that he wouldn't go. He went to play. So fuck that guy, all right? Fuck that guy. And I know not, not most... Most they're, like they're that. out there, but yeah. most everyone would be like, "All right, let's go." Right, right, and that's what it should be. And you, you just know? don't like we. My compound when I was out in Baghdad is, we had us. It was like twenty-one of us with our detachment, and we had a company of infantry that supported us. That you'd see some of these Army National Guard guys getting ready to go out. And it, just the mindset is completely different. Mm-hmm. You can't even describe it. Now, one one thing that's cool about Guard now, though, is that we have a lot of active duty Marines, Rangers, former SF. Lots of those guys are going into the Guard. Yeah. So it's actually a really good place to be for veterans who want to go back in. In fact, they have great programs to become an officer and stuff. But, all right, let's get back to it. Here's a simple lesson right here. <laughs> with this story I have um, tell again is that <clears throat> pressing the trigger dry firing the weapon is not a part of the clearing process all right strip the mag lock the action open visually inspect finger fuck it to make sure it's clear pressing the trigger is not a part of the clearing process so go ahead tell, tell your story the way you just told me it I'll see if I do this again <laughs> yeah yeah I want to do it again Alright, so we're sitting there in our ready room one day and we're just listening to the radios and our Gurkha guards that were on our outer compound come on. In Baghdad, right? In Baghdad. Yep. At, at the what Ameri- year? Oh, Jesus. 05? 05. Back when it was cool. All yeah, right. when it was like sporty in Baghdad. <laughs> <laughs> There's like this metal shit falling out of the sky all the time. <laughs> and um, we get the call 
and all you could all you could hear the guy was say was like something about a shot at Cacklaw. That's all you could understand. We go hauling ass out there and like dragging weapons and ammunition belts behind us because like somebody dropped some shit. And like <laughs> literally, you know, like that two hundred round box off a of saw. Yeah. The only thing keeping it in the weapon was the, the damn plate shut oh. and the plate. <laughs> And the um, yeah, and the belt. I mean, yeah. And that box is like just bouncing behind the gators. We're driving up there. Get up there. There are five or six of us. We set up a perimeter. So there's an army captain on the ground, laying on his back in the middle of the road. We get a perimeter around him. I run up. I put just put pressure right down on his leg with my fist. Started asking which way it came from. It wasn't unheard of to take some pot shots out there. There was another, I'm pretty sure this guy's a captain too, standing there with an M9 in his hand, shaking. He's like, uh, I did it. And we all started laughing at this poor dude before we realized, wait a minute, we ought to like help him. All right, so maybe we are a little bit fucked up as Marines. That's just a thing. <laughs> yeah, I mean, he wasn't going to die. Yeah, well, he could. I mean, our I had a lot of good. weight on there. Oh, okay, all right. I'm not exactly a small dude. <laughs> uh, we went back because we were able to review video of it. The At least at the time, as I think we're talking about 2005, and I, I doubt they've changed, Army and I think all of DOD's clearing procedures were to remove your magazine, cycle the weapon two times, take it off safe, dry fire it. These guys were carrying in condition three, which magazine inserted with the chamber empty. The guy who did the shooting never removed his magazine. So he cycled it once, nothing happened in his eyes, but he chambered around. Mm -hmm. Then when he pulled the slide back again to cycle, he thought, oh man, I must have had one in there. Ooh, I'm glad I did my clearing procedures. <laughs> Took it off safe, blasted the clearing barrel, which is bad enough. Then it scared the other 11 dog shit out of him. And this guy, he was right-handed. The guy was standing to his left. When he fired, it startled him. He pulls, he pulls the weapon back almost to his chest and fires again and puts a 9 mil right through this dude's thigh. <laughs> yeah, and, and check it out. You know, uh, what, one thing we were just talking about, too, is that, you know, I was watching what exactly is the um, Army pistol qual? What is a Marine pistol qual? And you think about uh, what the qualifications are. Now, what, what MOS were these guys, real quick? No idea. No idea. Were they, you said they were guard or reserve? or They were probably guard, and there were some sort of planning units that planning. were where I was. That... Like an S-shop? Yeah, we had... Like, General Casey was in our compound. We had the main command and control of the okay. whole shooting match. They pushed papers. Oh, yeah. Okay, they pushed papers. Now, <laughs> when they, you look... <laughs> well, it's hilarious. Like, when we'd have to sweep the building, yeah. because somebody would lose their haji, you'd go into their office, and they're using hand grenades as paperweights. Oh, yeah. Like, <laughs> what the fuck? Lock that shit up. <laughs> well, why do you even have it? <laughs> <laughs> now, one thing we we're just talking about. Let me get back to the point I was, I was trying to make. I always jump around, but anyways, when you look at any qualification the military does, there is unload, show clear after every relay, right? And ammunition, 
is generally, unless you're in an area of operations, not kept on that soldier or marine's body, right? It's uh, it's always locked up, right? If you go to the rifle range, they give you ammo once you're out there, right? And you your gun's unloaded the whole time. It's very sterilized. Well, meanwhile, you know, if you have guns as a civilian and you have good training, you may be very comfortable keeping those guns loaded all the time. My guns are always loaded all the time. Yeah. I'm just used to it, right? Um, and as long as I keep it away from fucking idiots, it's fine, you know? Because it's not the gun that's dangerous, it's the fucking idiots. Now, with military, there's a low standard of training, number one, as group training, right? Because it's one dude trying to teach 50 dudes or 100 dudes. And the, it's very basic. And a lot of it is just about accuracy. Um, and there's always, you don't want to admit it, but there really is always that one dude that does not know left from right. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. 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 And that's who you're teaching to. <laughs> and everybody else is like, yeah, no shit. That's the right. And this guy's like holding up the wrong hand when they ask for the left hand. Yeah. I've seen it. Well, you'll, you'll see that everywhere. Too. <laughs> yeah, it, it, well, the simple thing is like we all have worked with an idiot in the civilian world. That idiot's going to be everywhere. It's, you, it doesn't get rid of them just because you're in the military. It's, it's, no. it's a common thing. It's a statistic, and it's going to happen. But the point I'm trying to make is, like, you know, shit like that happens. They, they have a stupid procedure in place because they have a low standard of training, a low standard of qualification. And now you have guys who are not used to carrying live ammo, to carrying a loaded weapon. In condition three, meaning they're uh, Israeli carrying, as they call it, right? Which people always ask, you know, here at the range or in class, like, what do you think about Israeli carrying? Like, it's wrong, you know? You have a good holster, you follow firearm safety rules, you're fine. You know, you should be used to having a loaded gun. If you're uncomfortable having a loaded gun on your body, that means that you do not feel competent enough and to do so it's the muscle memory and training yeah it's and that's just something that's different through the branches but obviously i never did any pre-deployment stuff with the army or the guard but just from looking at some of these guys especially their guys that are in like you said different s shops or total rear unit you know rear area units when i think when they do their pre their pre-deployments type training they're still kept in an extremely sterile environment like you're oh, talking yeah. about you know when but then you've got you know the marines are going out to their cacks and except for when they come back from that training or in that that training cycle they're treated just like they're in the field downrange mm-hmm. well even cacks though it's um i mean it is more sterile it, it's it's totally sterile they, it, they try to make it realistic but I mean, even that, even in my area of operations, dude, like, we fucking, we were condition three, except when we went out to, like, our, our FOB, FOB PA, we were uh, condition three, right? And then when you went on post or outside the wire, you went condition one. Yeah. What the fuck was that? Was that a spaceship? That was crazy. Anyways, um, <laughs> that didn't sound like a ricochet. Anyways, uh... When we went out to, like, Shaban, the area where there was actually fighting, and we didn't have a bunch of big dicks hanging out, we had big boy rules. You kept your guns loaded. And yeah. you didn't shoot yourself and your friends. You follow firearm safety rules, you know. There's four of them. You follow those, you'll be good. Um, anyways, I got to wrap this up. Um, hey, guys, thanks for listening. Say thank you, too. 
Thanks, guys. See you later. <laughs> I don't know. All right. Don't Take care, it. guys, and keep fighting <laughs> communism.